you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. What's good, my people? Welcome into Buckets, Action Network's daily NBA betting podcast. We're in the workshop, Game 5, Eastern Conference Finals. Boston pushed it back to Boston. Let's see if they can really make it interesting and get a big win here. I am your host, Sean Little, here to break it down with J Money is Money. You already know, one of the sharpest guys out. And of course, the futures market, he has the crystal ball. He sees the future, my guy, B.A., Brandon Anderson, you know the routine. We're going to give you our best bets for Game 5. Eastern Conference Finals, we'll give the cap. We'll get you out of here. J-Money is money. How you doing? What are you looking at? Yeah, everything's going great. Uh, making money off NBA, that's what we that's what we live off of, right? But uh, give me over 215, 215 and a half, whichever number, best number you can get. I always suggest getting the best number. But give me the over in this uh, Game 5, Eastern Conference Finals. B.A., Brandon Anderson, what are you looking at for Game 5? Guys, I love this game. We were talking before the show. I, I'm loaded up. I've got like six props I'm eyeing here. So I'm going to give you three here at the top. We might talk through a few more at the end. My favorite bet, if you can find a line here or close to it, Jason Tatum to lead the threes, 14 to one is a ludicrous number. We'll get into that one. I'm going to take the Celtics just on the first half, minus four and a half. I'm tiptoeing in and I'll take Bam Adebayo under 26 and a half points and rebounds. I'm going against my guy. Jay money is money. I'm actually looking at the under in this game under 215 and a half. We'll break it down. Make sure go leave us a five-star review in the app on Apple. Drop the notes, drop your favorite capers. If we like what you're talking about in the comments, we might give you a little pro subscription, send you a little action network merch. We're presented by our guys over at Fan duel. All right, J Money is money. I'm coming to you first. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna go to BA first because then me and you will go. We'll, we'll we'll back each other up on the over and the under situation. Brandon Anderson, you love the game. It's an interesting spot. It's starting to get a little spicy in the Eastern Conference Finals. Pick whatever prop you like first. Let's go through it. 
I think I'm going to start with the, the Celtics half because let, let's start with the big picture thing here and then we'll start to zoom in. So I'll do Celtics half. We can talk through the total and then kind of zoom in from there. Because I think I think you have to start with just the question, is this still a series? Is this still actually a thing or was game four just an aberration? I think it's still a series. I thought it was still a series at 3-0. And that sounds like hindsight 2020. I have an article up at Action Network saying Boston Celtics of all the, look, we know the 0 149 for teams down 0 and 3. Of all the 149 teams, 150 now, I think the Celtics are probably like the number one or a top five version out of all those 150 teams to be set up to make this comeback. They're only out of all those 150 times, there's only been 18 times ever where the underdog in the series was the team that went up 3 0. 18 out of 149. So right away, that stat is not helpful here. Now we're down to 104, out of 18 out of 149. Out of those 18, so the Heat in this scenario, they closed out the sweep in game four, 15 out of 18 times. So there's only right now three other times in NBA history that we are in the spot we're in now, where the Celtics, the team that was favored, went down 0-3 and kept the season alive. Everyone else just went to Cancun. They're already drinking margaritas. They're already celebrating. So we can't do the history thing here. There's a lot more going on than history. The Celtics, it's important, the underdog thing, because the Celtics now have two home games out of the last three, if they get there, including game seven, which obviously we know is a big spot. And also the Celtics, number one in net rating for the season. The Heat were last out of all ten, all 20 postseason teams. So Look, I know what happened in games one, two, and three. I had to watch it too. It wasn't a lot of fun, except for all of our Heat Futures winnings. But we got 90 other games the rest of the year. All of that data matters too. To me, I think absolutely the Celtics are still alive here. The books are telling us the Celtics are still alive. This is wild, guys. You have to pay more money to bet the Celtics to win the series than you do to have the Heat to win just game five. The Celtics to win the series is like plus 210, 220. The Heat just to win the money line here is plus 250. That's crazy, but it's also basically what the numbers are representing here. So I think the Celtics are alive. However, I'm going to just play the first half. I'm going to tiptoe in. This is kind of where I was before this started to go further sideways. Boston's been a great first half team all year. This is the thing that they do. When they play well, they come out locked in. Now, this has not gone well this series. Neither has the series. Miami has won the first half, the last three games. But for the playoffs, the Heat are still close to... They were negative net rating for the playoffs in the first half. On the road, the Heat are in minus 6.7 net rating for the entire playoffs in the first half. Boston is plus 12.7 first half at home. I think this is a spot where Boston... Maybe they blow it late. We've seen that happen plenty of times. But I think Boston comes out looking like they did late in that game. They're locked in. The defense is a little bit more energetic. They're getting out to close out on shooters. I think Boston comes out ready. I'm not quite ready to go all in on it. So I'm just playing the first half. I'll get my money and get out. We'll see what Miami does late. But I think the first half is a nice play. I'll take the minus four and a half. Jay, when I was coming in, you know, I always like to predict what what Jay's going to take and what Brandon is going to be looking at. And I thought you might be looking at a first half here on Boston. You ended up looking at the total. How do you feel about that first half play minus four and a half going back home game five? 
Yeah, I like it. Uh, Celtics have all the momentum here. Um, I'm right there with Brandon. I could, if there's any team that could come back, uh, come back down from 3-0 is the Celtics. And I said this on the show yesterday as well. They play their best basketball when their backs are against the wall. I'm looking at that third quarter. Obviously, they're down five points there, right? They didn't come out to cover the first quarter, first half. They were looking a little lifeless. That Boston Celtics team in the third quarter, that's what I think you're going to see the rest of the season. And they put a uh, rest of this series in here. They put up 38 points, outscored them 38 to 23 getting up and down the floor, running with pace, making their threes as well. That's the that's the Celtics' path to success is uh, making their threes. Malcolm Brodden even have a great game. They're playing more Grant Williams as well. Um, it's on for, This is why I like the total because I do think the Celtics get over their team total, get to at least 110 points here. But I think that the Heat can keep up um, as well. I think the Celtics get 115 um, in game five, in my opinion. They have all the momentum on their side. Like Brandon said, this is not the same situation because now they actually have the home court advantage. Like if they this goes to seven. They actually have two of these last uh, three games at the house where they're favored by eight points, right? I'm sure a lot of people are going to look at that. Eight is a lot with the Heat. They've been playing a lot better. I don't think I would look towards the Heat in this game. I think this we could see possibly another blowout. We really see the momentum come for the Celtics side. If it's a Celtics game, then I like the over because that means they're playing with pace. Jalen Brown has realized that uh, that he's not shooting as well. He's turned into a facilitator. That means the ball is popping now. I like what I'm seeing from the ball movement for the Celtics. It's not stagnant anymore playing the one-on-one basketball. They're moving the ball around. That's how they're going to beat Miami Heat because the way that they they uh, shift is so great defensively. When you're not letting them set their defense and playing stagnant um, offense and helping the Heat defense out, that's when they can play with pace. That's when the Celtics are at their best. Um, and the Heat, um, neither team really shot uh, well from three. Well, the Celtics shot 40%, but Heat only shot 25% from three, and they still got to 99 points. We know Jimmy Butler, he can, I mean, personally, I don't really like it. It's kind of flopping, but he throws himself into the defenders. He gets the foul calls. <laughs> um, I think the Heat get at least 105 points here. I'm seeing uh 115-105 game here. I'll take the over. Yeah, this is, go check out Brandon Anderson's write-up on the actionnetwork.com. He and the app, he actually lays it out perfectly. There's There's been a lot of 03 situations. We know 149, no one's got it done. This is a little bit of a different situation with the Boston Celtics and this team, how they're constructed, and them being able now to, to go the rest of the way with home court advantage. It's a very, very interesting spot. All right, Jay's on the over 215.5. I'm actually on under 215.5. Because of a few things here, I expect an overall much cleaner game from both sides. 26 turnovers in uh, combined by both teams. And as much as we kill Boston, or I'll speak for myself, as much as I kill Boston for not being ready and just showing up to the gym and messing around, that's exactly what the Miami Heat did last night at home, thinking it was just going to be a closeout type situation, especially there in the third quarter in the second half. They they played heat basketball that first half, and the, I don't know if they thought my uh, Boston was just going to fold up and, and go away, but that was not the case. Tatum did his thing. The boys got rolling, and the Boston Celtics end up getting it done. Now, I listened to Jimmy Butler's presser, and I listened to it very closely. I liked a lot of what he said. He He nailed everything that was wrong overall with the game from the Miami Heat. He said the energy needs to be up. We need to close out and contest better on jump shots, not let them get out in transition. Jay Money was just talking about Jalen Brown being a facilitator. He is struggling to score. Nine of his 17 came in the fast break. He's either on, on the fast break scoring or he was getting to the paint. That's where he was getting all his buckets. Jimmy knows for them to win on the road, 
They absolutely have to slow the game down, and he will focus on that. I believe that'll be the overall theme for the Miami Heat. Slow the game down, slow up Boston in transition. I'm also still worried about uh, Miami's ability to score. You you guys laid it out. Brandon actually laid it out in the piece very well. Go check it out. As I mentioned, going into the game, they were shooting 48% from three in the series. That's absolutely lights out for a team that was a poor shooting team throughout the entire year. Eight of 32 last night, 25%. I'm not sure the 25% piece continues, but even if they get to 35%, I'm not sure that's going to be enough. Miami Heat had 27 points on 10 Celtic turnovers. 2.7 points a turnover is absolutely insane. I'm not sure they can keep that up. And I also believe they'll just be a cleaner game overall from, from both sides, including Boston. So if you're going to tell me they scored 2.7 points per turnover in that game and got to the line 28 times and they only scored 99 points, that worries me. I'm not sure if they, they're going to be able to score enough. And I think they, they are going to focus on slowing up Boston's tempo and getting out because Jalen Brown is having a really hard time scoring in the half court. Tatum is Tatum. We know he can get extremely hot and get going like he did. I think it's going to be a low scoring grinding game. I'm going to go under 215 and a half. Okay, folks, summer is nearly here. So let's talk about Shady Rays, friends of the action podcast family. Shady Rays is an independent company offering world-class polarized sunglasses just as good as any expensive pair you've worn. And like our unshakable gambling spirits, their frames are incredibly durable. Plus, Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of their sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. That means if you lose your shades or break them, even a minute after they arrive, Shady Rays will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Plus, if you don't love them, that's fine. Nobody gets mad. Just exchange them for a new pair or even return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. It's not like betting the Devils or the Knicks, for example. So exclusively for our podcast listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code ACTION for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. BA, let's talk some. Let's talk through some of these props. Well, I, I want to jump in and respond to a couple. Yeah. I, I, talk I, about I don't the know total. if I have a side on, on on the total here, but I want to respond to a couple of things you guys said. I, I think you know if we get to, I think Monday would be Game Seven. If we get to oh, Game Seven, and if Boston wins this series, there's going to be a lot of reshaping the narrative. Oh yeah, you know Boston, uh, they just flipped this. You know, like everyone's going to have their story of what happened. But I think it's important to note a few of the things both of you said. There's little breadcrumbs already of kind of pre-telling the narrative of, okay, if this did go for Boston, and look, it might not. Miami just might come out, make the shots, win on the road. All of those things are possible. Boston lost both games at home in the series. We know the stat about, what is it now, eight of the last nine, I think, road teams in this playoff series between the teams have have won. So just because they have home does not mean Boston's just suddenly is great again and going to win this. But John, you mentioned the turnovers. Miami's turnovers were up. Boston's were down. Boston started taking care of the ball. You'll notice today, you might, my guy Vase Hand, not in my list of props today. 
Jalen Brown just not handling quite as much. They didn't turn it over as much. Jason Tatum still did, but is assisting a little bit more. So if Boston can limit the turnovers, that's a that's a big first step. That's a spot where Miami's dominating the series. Sean, you mentioned eight of 32 on Miami threes. I agree. I'm not concerned about 25%. That's shot variance. It went the wrong way. Boston had that. Miami had that. Whatever. We don't know. 32 is a little bit concerning to me. Miami had 32 shots. Boston got 45 up in this game. Boston wants that. Boston wants their shots up. They talked in the broadcast about trying to get to 50. Miami 32, that's not enough. Boston is closing out on those shooters in that second half. That's that little extra energy burst. And I, I think it's some of those little numbers where it's like, okay, well, are they trending that way or did Boston just play a good half? I don't know. I just don't know. This Celtics team, God knows what's happening with them. But if these little edges start to go toward Boston now and Miami doesn't get the turnover margin and the threes margin and the other things like, look, we know who the more talented team is overall. We know what the season says overall. Miami, by the way, we haven't mentioned Gabe Vincent rolls his ankle late in the game. Cal Lowry looks like it's kind of turned back into a pumpkin over the last week. He might have hurt the groin in the game. They're already missing Tyler Hero. They're already missing Victor Oladipo. Duncan Robinson played 11 minutes this game after suddenly like looking great. He disappeared in the game. You're running out of bodies. And it's it's not hard to imagine a world three more games from now where we're like, man, Miami just didn't have any guys left. Jimmy just couldn't do it alone. And I'm going to I'll transition that into my other prop here because I think Jimmy is having to do a little bit alone right now. Bam out of bio to me is a big storyline in this series. Bam, the first couple of games was awesome. Awesome in my in those Boston games. He scored uh, or he had 21 points a game. Those first two games, he was very aggressive, had 15 shots a game. The last two games, he's down to 11 and a half points a game, and he's taken only six shots a game. His rebounding has tanked also. He only is averaging four rebounds a game the last two. He had five yesterday. He had three in game three, granted, a little bit of garbage time in there. But the rebounds disappeared. He was at 12 and a half before that. So I think that Boston's bigs, the way that they've kind of adjusted a little bit, Grant Williams got a ton of crap in game three. Deservedly so, maybe just don't talk your talk to Jimmy Butler. Go ahead and just play. Grant Williams played the most minutes of any Boston big in this game. And he's actually playing pretty well. He hit four threes in the game. I think Boston started to figure out their bigs a little bit. Al Horford hit a couple of shots. That's big. To me, Horford is more of a bellwether to Boston success than Jalen Brown. So while Jalen still starts to screw around and vase hand his way out of bounds, if Horford's playing well, I feel better. That's why I'm going to play the Bam fade here. Under 26.5 points and rebounds. His rebounding, if you look at it, potential rebounds. He had 8 and 17 potential boards the first two games. He only has 3 and 5 potential rebounds the last couple of games. So... That that's a wild number to see that drop. Sorry, no, those are the actual rebound numbers. He's at five and six potentials the last couple of games, but still a huge drop from 26 potential in game two. So game two to me is the outlier here. He's had single digit potential boards all the other games. I just don't see him quite as involved here. I think his aggression is down. His obviously look defense great. We, we know the Anthony Davis thing from the last series. Defense is another thing. Bam's still playing well on that end, but. He's not playing as much, affecting him as much. I like the points, rebounds under here. And then I'll make the quick case for Jason Tatum threes. 
He's at nine right now. The leader in threes is 12, Caleb Martin. We're already on that with a 25 to one. We got a cluster here. We got Derek White at 12, Caleb Martin at 12, gave Vincent at 11, but he might be hurt. Tatum nine. So he's right there. He's three off the lead. Struess is eight. Duncan Robinson is eight. This could be a lot of dudes right now. Tatum 14 to one is a crazy number, especially if you think Boston wins another game. If Boston only gets this game, mm, we're not looking great here because we got to make up a gap of at least three and probably more because these guys are going to hit some. But we're likely getting extra games. They're telling us that Boston's a big favorite. Tatum leads the series in three-point attempts at 29. Gabe Vincent has more, but he's hurt. Derek White has 12. He's over 50%. That's not going to last all series. Kayla Martin starting to get run off the line a little bit. Looked a little uncomfortable shooting threes for the first time. I think Caleb would be my pick straight up, but at 14 to one, Tatum is very much in play. And the longer the series goes, the more games we get, the more the volume is in our favor there. So Jason Tatum, 14 to one, threes leader, Bam Adebayo under on the points and rebounds. Yeah, Bam Adebayo in the first two games had 14 assists and the last two, he's had two combined. So he uh, he hasn't been involved as much. The, the, there's no doubt about it. Jay, any reason... You think why Bam is hasn't been getting as busy in game three and four as he did in game one and two. He's a big part of what they got going on. When he plays really well and is involved, they seem to win. Well, he did uh, hurt his hamstring at one point, so I'm not sure if that's fully healed up. I think the longer this series goes, it favors Boston. Um, I'll tell you right now, I'm right there with Brandon. I think we see the Celtics. I think we see one, uh, one and 149. I think we see the first team come back from a 3-0 deficit. I think a lot of people are going to be pretty pissed because they're probably going to bet the heat every single game. And um, I don't think it's a good scenario. I think the Celtics come out here with the win and uh, go another. I mean, they play their best basketball and their backs are against the wall. We saw it yesterday. I think this goes to game seven in Boston. And then you know who's taking that one. I mean, the 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 books have been reluctant the entire time to, to give Miami some love, right? We saw it in game three. They were still in Miami was still an underdog. Then you get to game four. They're like, okay, fine. We'll make the Miami Heat a small favorite here, minus one and a half, <laughs> minus two, pick them, whatever you saw. It was a small favorite on the Miami Heat. And then now we're in a situation where the path is there for Miami to come back. And it's and, and now and then the books are like, okay, we're right back to, to minus eight. Here you go. Here you want to take the Miami Heat? Go ahead. Here's eight points. You take them. Good luck to you. And uh We'll see how it shakes. So uh, I'm interested to see how it goes. BA, I know you have a little bit of rapid fire you wanted yeah. to dive into. Let's go. Yeah. So we do a show. Uh, Chad Millman does a show called Convince Me. I'm going to do a little Convince Me with you guys. I got role player props here that I'm intrigued by. And I have four of them. So I have two Heat, two Celtics. Let me hit you with the two Celtics and see which one you like better. And then we'll do the same with the Heat. I'm writing up my game five card. So you'll see my final decisions there. So just real quick. Here's my two guys on the Celtics. I like Grant Williams. I don't like Malcolm Brogdon. Grant Williams, we talked about the big men. His minutes are up 25, 28, 29 the last three games. Zero, of course, in game one. And he's getting shots up. Nine shots, or nine points, 12, and 14 these three games. So Grant Williams over seven and a half. I like that one. Malcolm Brogdon has scored two points the last two games combined. I think Brogdon's hurt, you guys. Uh, he played a bunch of minutes. He played a huge part of game one. He had 19 points. He took 10 two-point attempts. Since then, his minutes are falling. I just don't think he's healthier right now. Otherwise, I don't really have any other reason that he wouldn't be out there. 
So I, I like the Brogdon under nine and a half points, Grant Williams over seven and a half points. Which one of those two Celtics would you play if you're going to pick one? Sean, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's tough because Brogdon has been cooking at home. I don't know if he's hurt. That's actually uh, something that that is interesting that you can keep an eye on. But two points the last two games in Miami it, it is tough to overlook. I have this thing with one of my my close homies, Nick, that I do the No Catch-Up pod with. We we say that like players do things. Grant, Say what you want about Grant Williams. He impacts the game. Maybe he shouldn't have talked to Jimmy Butler. That's fine. That's actually up for debate <laughs> because they were essentially dead in the water. No one was doing anything. And at least he was trying to do and impact the, impact the game some way, somehow. He's been playing really well. And this is like, if you look back to last year under Ime, Grant Williams had a big impact in that run. He was playing a lot of minutes. And if you're going to look for a guy that's getting volume, like you said, B.A., on shots, Grant Williams' shots are usually clean looks. He's not He's not facing up, trying <laughs> to go into his bag. He's catching and shooting and getting good looks. He's playing with confidence. I like what Grant Williams is doing. I don't see his, money, his minutes coming down any way, shape, or form as they go back to Boston. His confidence will only grow. I would have to look at Grant Williams before I looked at Brogdon. Yeah, yeah I think Williams, I lean Grant easy. as well. Jay, what do you like on this tone? Grant Williams over seven and a half points. Simple. All right. All right. We're all on Grant. Let's lock that one. I think that's my favorite of these four. So I'll go with Grant over seven and a half. Here's my two heat. I'm going to fade both. Fade Gabe Vincent. Fade Kevin Love. Talk about Vincent already. I'm going to go under the two and a half threes. I think that line's a little high. We all remember game three. He hit six out of nine. But in the last seven games other than that one, He's only had five attempts or fewer every single one of those games. He took nine because he was hitting everything. We all do that. I've played pickup before. Make a little (laughs) shot. Keep shooting after that. That's how the game goes, right? Uh, He hurt the ankle late in the game. I don't know what that will be, but we got lines up. I guess we're expecting to play, but it's got to affect your lift, your shot a little bit. It's late in the playoff run. I like the under two and a half. He's had zero or one made threes in six out of the last eight games. That's Gabe Vincent. Kevin Love. Dude's just not playing that much anymore. He got hurt in game three, played only under 12 minutes in game four. He has he had three potential rebounds and four in these last two games. We get the under four and a half rebounds, which is more rebounds than potentials he's had in that stretch. He had two boards and four boards. So Kevin Love, under four and a half rebounds. Gabe Vincent, under two and a half threes. Jay, which one of those two do you like better if you're going to pick one? Uh, definitely Gabe Vincent, but I mean, I could I could not talk you off some Kevin Love unders as well. He only played 12 minutes um, in game four. He's an older player. If there's going to be some guys that's run out of gas, it's definitely going to be a guy like Kevin Love as well. And it's really hard to play him. It's going to give you some offensively, but de- defensively, they're attacking him every single time. So I actually like both of them. Sean, what do you think? Yeah, I lean Kevin Love just because purely on the fact that he hasn't been playing the minutes. He hasn't been effective when he has been on the floor. Uh, Gabe Vincent is is very streaky. I think he's a big part. If they're <laughs> going to compete and win games, he's going to have to show up and, and play well along, uh, along with Caleb Martin. So I lean uh, Kevin Love more. I think Duncan Robinson will get more minutes as well. So, yeah, I leave, I'll, I'll take Kevin Love. I'll, I'll stay off of Gabe, partly because I want to root for Gabe too. So I'll, I'll go Kevin Love. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm with you guys. I think I like Grant Williams best out of the four, Kevin Love next. To me, it's a volume thing and it's a certainty thing. With Gabe, what if he hits the threes? With Malcolm Brogdon, what if he hits a couple threes? And now, like you said, like I said, you hit a couple, you're going to keep on firing away. Now we're in trouble. 
with Grant Williams, we're going to get 30 minutes of play. So he's just going to be out there, maybe get some points along the way. With Kevin Love, we might get 10 minutes. We might get 12. He might start and then just not play again the rest of the game. Like, this is the point of the series where you're making those hard decisions. And you're like, hey, look, we got to get a win here. Sorry, Kev, sit on down. Right. We're just going to play our other guys a little bit more. And maybe it's not, but I think just looking at the volume, those are the two I lean. I'll write about these more in the betting card, but I like looking at these role player unders and Grant is the over because he's the one taking the minutes. Watch where the minutes are going. And I think you can get some angles there. Be on the lookout for Brandon's write up his game five card. That'll be coming out shortly to recap. Brandon Anderson, Celtics first half minus four and a half. Bam out of bio under 26 and a half points and rebounds. Jason Tatum, three point series makes leader right now sitting at 14 to one. J money is money is on the over 215 and a half in the full game. Me and Jay are going head up. I'm on the under 215 and a half. We'll see how it shakes there. That's going to do it for the Game 5 Best Bets episode for the Eastern Conference Finals. Miami's going back to Boston. We have an interesting game. For Brandon Anderson, for Jay Money Is Money, I'm Sean Little, presented by our guys over at FanDuel Sportsbook. Don't forget it. Get playoff buckets. We'll see you next time. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.